gentlemen. You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Oh, like how you've been saving that one for <laughs> since last year. <laughs> okay, nice. Get out. Yeah, what a way to start 2019. <laughs> how are we doing? Um, we're doing good, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, new Year, new metal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The year of new metal. 2019. <laughs> yeah, it's coming uh, back. Limp Bizkit. There is, there is genuine back. Limp Bizkit album in the works. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and Linkin Park are talking about doing something about Chester as well. Not that they. Are you joking? Nope, not kidding at all. Oh. Yeah. Mike Schneider is finally stepping up to the plate. Oh. Ooh. I have no idea. Um, yeah, oh. so we've got that to look forward to. <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing? How's everyone's uh, Christmas and New Year's? Good. Good. Too short as always. But uh, no, it was really nice. It was nice to see the family. Very cool. busy. And also... What? Welcome to Slowly Rock Metal's Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these. <laughs> Welcome to Slowly Rock Metal's funnest and dumbest, clearly, podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I thought why we were here. That was very strange. I, I thought I thought we were just here to like review the previous year. I'm Dan. We <laughs> <laughs> start again. No. Go on. Go on. Do a clean intro. I'm please. James. I'm, I'm Dan. <laughs> I'm Lewis. This is, this is all staying in. Every time we ever said we'll cut that out, I go back and listen to it on the podcast, and it always makes it in. Yeah. If anything, it's uh, it's like you know, flame retardant. Yeah. Hang on. No. <laughs> no. Don't worry. Like flammable and inflammable. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's completely replaceable with keeping it in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Interchangeable. Well, 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 <laughs> God. Uh, well, welcome to the Slow Your Up podcast with Jim, Dan and Lewis. Um, Happy New Year to you. Uh, Heavy New Year. Yeah. TM. TM. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, yeah. Christmas New Year's was good. Yeah. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how heavy metal and rock was your Christmas? Uh... Not really. We drank a lot. It was very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, we oh god, I was one of those people that went Boxing Day sale shopping. Oh, I saw a photo of that. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was oh, absolute worst thing I've ever done. I don't know who you are anymore. I, honestly, after working retail as well, I wanted to apologise to every single yeah. person who yeah. couldn't spend time with their families oh, because I of me wanting that. a Dyson fucking Hoover. <laughs> I felt about New Year's Day as well in Tesco, so I wanted to be. I, I deliberately used a self-service machine. Nice. But then I thought, mm, does that just mean that the people working there are actually wasting their time being yeah. there? Oh, yeah, they were yeah. even more. But if I'd gone to the person yeah. who had to give up their free time to be there. You're just rubbing it in? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You don't even need you to don't be even need to be it. Every item I scanned, I just kept looking over at the people. <laughs> Did you maybe scan some stuff twice so they'd have to come and like, remove it? Or no, because like then that, that would give them a purpose. So. Okay, oh, you want to untangle Apparently I'm a monster. So. Yeah. No. He was grinning. He had a bottle of wine as well and he just put it back in front of them <laughs> yeah. so no one would have to check his ID. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you manage to fit in a, a single listening to Twisted Christmas, the Twisted Sister Christmas a album? Yeah, no. I, it was on almost constantly. Amazing. I've not heard of it well, last year. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't listen to it either, yeah. <gasps> I got, maybe I didn't have a Christmas. Good. You can't, yeah. How could you have? <laughs> oh. Well, I can't, oh, bl- I can't believe uh, De Santa didn't visit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, guys, uh, seeing as we can't, well, we kind of had that awkward period between Christmas and New Year's. None of us are about. We were all off with family yeah. and this and what that. What I like to call Yuletide purgatory. You forget when Ooh. it. Yeah, you lose track of time. What day it is. I like you that. Don't know what's going on? Well, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to bring a little bit, the little final bits of Christmas to you. The little dusting. <gasps> of Christmas that we're left with. I have in my hand... Oh my gosh. ...a festive gift for each of you. Wow. Um, Thank you you very much. You're going to have to be very vocal about what you're doing with them. Yeah. uh, Because this might not be the best best means. So Lewis has handed us actually like really beautifully wrapped presents. Yeah, do you wrap these? No. Oh no, no. I I am very, very anal with my wrapping. Are you the wrapper in the... uh... I'm the wrapper, yes. I'm absolutely terrible at wrapping. You're a wrapper. I left left my uh, present wrapping till about... 8.30 on Christmas Eve. Ooh. Yeah, precisely. To be fair, a lot of this but was also, done on Christmas Eve. I also wanted really to use a really good gif of Tim Allen turning into Santa Claus. <laughs> like, as a reaction gif. Like, a, 
when you realize you haven't wrapped any presents and it's Christmas Eve and then like the beard's when he's in out. the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's incredible. <laughs> it's <a great> <laughs> Classic. Um, also, I just want to say um, that I think opening these presents on the podcast will give everyone a beautiful ASMR type experience. So I think our new direction for 2019 we're, um, should be okay. So we're going to be doing really nice wrapped presents from Lewis. Hey, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear any of y'all. <laughs> I let you go first, James. Oh, thank you very much. God, this is lovely, Lewis. You didn't put ribbon on it. Well, oh, actually, no, mine, hasn't got, mine hasn't got ribbon on it. Um, oh no, there should have been a little one on the top. Oh man, well, well it's, nice, isn't, so... it's nice to know that Lewis cares more about me than he does Dan. That's fantastic. <laughs> Remember this. <laughs> Thanks for the okay, well, I won't do this again. <laughs> I will be ungrateful. <laughs> oh, okay. I know it says my name on there, but that's just who it was delivered to. It is oh, for you. Okay, yeah. Sure, yeah. I didn't want you well, to get no, confused. The, the gift is being able to give a gift to Lewis. <laughs> like, because you should get as much joy from giving a gift as receiving exactly. it. That's what Christmas is about. Yeah, I haven't got you a gift, so I might have to give you this one back as my gift to you. Um, <laughs> It's a cardboard envelope he's opening now. And it's, oh, oh my goodness. Christ. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's I'm an hold- original pressing. Fuck you joke. No, I, I don't think they ever repressed it. <laughs> Tell the audience what it is. It's a vinyl copy of Kiss's music from The Elder. That's superb. Uh, which we covered on our shitlist episode uh, earlier last year. Uh, an album which we listened to as a joke because it was so bad, and I've still been listening to it on and off. For the rest <laughs> Jim's of definitely fallen in love with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh gone my on too god, long this you. is absolutely epic. Look at that. There's even like little narrative stuff in it. Yeah. You've probably had a look. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I bet the, even Gene Simmons doesn't have one of these. No sign of the band whatsoever at all. Like, if it didn't say Kiss in the corner, you'd have no idea who this was by. So you can't tell it from Paul Stanley's hand. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, I can. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they delicate it's, fingers. It's very, very, very yeah, stubby yeah. fingers, hasn't he, actually? <laughs> they're yeah. thin, but they don't look long. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's what all the best guitar players' uh, fingers are like. Uh, sure. Oh, wow, <laughs> Lewis, I can't thank you enough. This is amazing. Happy Christmas, Jim. Thank you very much. Happy late Christmas. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I got handed some kind of tube. Get that in. It's very well wrapped <laughs> to the point where it's difficult to open. <laughs> Hey, now it's that set of earrings you always wanted. <laughs> well, like the Pat Butcher type. Guys, <laughs> if only I had ears to wear them. <laughs> oh, we're getting a lot more. We're getting a lot more ASMR. There's so many ASMR sounds happening right now. Yeah, sorry for the wait. It's, uh... <laughs> it's, it's Christmas Day. It's fine, guys. We'll cut the, this. The fire's roaring. Yeah. Yes. The fire's roaring. We cut everything. We wouldn't have a podcast. Wrapping <laughs> <laughs> paper's now off the tube. Now he's opening the tube, he's li- taking the lid. Oh, that was a good sound. Actually, go back and do that again. That was Ooh, a good yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, nice. that sound, yeah. That's the lid of the tube coming off. Here we go. Everyone relax. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that was a good sound. Put it back in again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, cover down. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. No problem. It is a uh, print of um, a poster for the Omen to made to look like a like an old penguin paperback. Oh, that's brilliant. That's really cool. Thank oh. you so much. That's, no problem. Oh, Happy Christmas, really guys. Good. I haven't got you anything. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I, you got yeah. me pastries and company. That's all that's I want. Right. Thank <laughs> you so much. That's wonderful. I did actually see something. When you mentioned you got presents, I did see something for you online. Uh, <laughs> and I think if I'll actually order it for the next episode, it's... <laughs> I'll get you both something. We'll just keep be... Christmas going. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my god. 2019 is the year of giving. Okay. Wrapping up the uh, wrapping up the post. Oh, Lewis, this is lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's just so thoughtful. 2019. Nice teen. Yeah. Oh no, nice teen. Isn't nice teen. Uh, no. Okay, we'll drop that one there. Yeah, That'll we'll stay. That yeah. Yeah. All right. Keep on the side. Um, I I had like a pretty heavy metal Christmas. Really? I I got a couple of records as well, other than Ooh. this beautiful Kiss album. Yeah. I assume you're going to throw them away now that you have that one. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All of the music is meaningless. They mastered the art form. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in like 1980 yeah, or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, um, my, my, my good uh, mum, she got a record player for her and her partner for Christmas. Cool. So when I arrived at Bears on Boxing Day, they were listening to like all sorts of like funk and soul and stuff like that. And then, Great. We, then we sat and had a drink and listened to Sisters of Mercy for a little bit. Uh, and then opened the presents. Yeah. Mm. And uh, my mum had got me um, Mastodon's The Hunter on picture disc. 
Like, that's a really Be- cool yeah. looking album as well. And uh, Bear Moss, I Loved You at Your Darkest. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, which was a nice... Um, <laughs> like Festive. Festive, yeah, yeah. Nice festive record, yeah. Um, and then, for Christmas. <laughs> and then a Jimi Hendrix compilation as well. So, yeah. Amazing. Cool. Bloody lovely. Good job, Joyce. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it's it. Joyce. Joyce, yeah. Joyce. Joyce Johnson. Well done, Joyce. Yeah, oh, I shouldn't... No, yeah, whatever. Figure <laughs> it out. I've said my name plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, go check out her Facebook page because she's an inspiring author and give her some support. Do I do have um, I do have one little story that I've actually been saving for this podcast. Amazing. Uh, just because it's so unbelievably stupid. Excellent. That's so, you like. um, as I think I've probably mentioned, we've recently bought a house. We is... are all three of us, yeah. 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 Bachelor pad. Yeah. <laughs> look forward to our new sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping that someone will just leave a baby there and we'll have to kind yeah. of look after it in these yeah. fun adventures. <laughs> um, but no, so I was up, I was up there and I was uh, doing some filling on a little crack on the ceiling. Mm. It does get more interesting, don't worry. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah. So I was stood on a chair. I'd been up since like half six. On the chair. On the yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can wake up now. Um, so I stood on the chair, getting this crack in the ceiling, and then um, we didn't really think about the lights, and they were in my in my eyes because they're pretty bright. Because I'll oh, I'll turn the lights off. Yeah, sweet. Didn't think about the heat of these lights at all. Ooh. So I was on this chair. I had the filler knife in my mouth. The handle was in my mouth. Oh no. I had the filler in my hands, and then as I was just doing it. My hands caught this light, which is about 4,000 degrees, (laughs) burnt my hand. The reaction instantly made me kind of like pull my hand back, clean into the knife, which went straight into my wrist and bust my lip. Are you serious? This happened in like half a second. Oh, gosh. Then... Then you squeeze the filler tube, it ended up into (laughs) your mouth, you had to go to A&E. That sounds like the, like... Opening to an episode of Casualty. And it used to be set in Bristol as well. Yeah. So that's uh, very appropriate. I used to love those intros. It's like, who's going to get fucked over and how? Yeah, me and it my dad used like... to watch it just for the intro. Yeah. We'd watch the first 10 minutes, see how people would, set up to it these It would always deaths. be like a pair of lads and want to be like, my granddad's got a hand grenade in his shit. That was, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was I don't episode. believe you. That's what that I always remember. Episode. Yeah. Um, he had in allotments he had like yeah. a hand grenade it was probably thinking about it on like up on like the St. Werberg's farm or whatever <laughs> okay yeah but yeah. like they they go into like a little um <laughs> little garden shed there on the allotment and they go down to a basement and it's full of World War II memorabilia uh and they actually find like a pipe bomb <laughs> you know like the, like the German hand grenades are like yeah. yeah those one of those and I think they, they just set off the uh grenade and they try and get out of the um the uh, basement of the garden shed time, but obviously get a little bit blown up. Then they rush to A and E. There's where, not enough. Where um, male nurse Charlie, uh, classic, classic, yeah, classic character. Nurse Charlie, yeah, has to uh, probably help him a little bit. Yeah, for our uh, listeners from not from the UK, uh, <laughs> Casualty is a, a long-running soap opera. Uh, it is a soap opera. It's long to call it. They drama. serialize yeah. it, but it is a soap opera. I think. Yeah. Set in a accident in the emergency department of a hospital. Yeah, and it, and it had a spin-off called Holby City. And it's always like an accident of the week at the start. So it'll be like, <laughs> I don't know, a very precarious window washer on the outside of a block of flats. I or... saw really, yeah. So basically there's an episode where it's a couple who are engaged and they're out in, on the town in Bristol, like kind of celebrating their engagement. And the uh, woman is like, basically, she, they, this couple haven't had sex yet. And the guy says, it's because I'm really old fashioned and I think we should wait till we get married. And she's like, okay, I respect that, but also incredibly frustrated. Okay. Um, so they're out having a few drinks and you're thinking, God, what's going to be the thing? How's it going to, you know, sort of kick off? And it's almost like, you know, in like Final Destination, where yeah. like you see all the teasers, yeah. it felt like that. I was like, what's it going to be? Like, is it going to be like a drink gets spiked or is he going to get drunk and fall down the stairs or whatever it's going to be? But uh, in the end, the guy gets into a fight and he gets uh, bottled. Uh, in like the chest. Oh, so they take him to, and his girlfriend's like, "Those people in the chest, right? Smash amateurs." I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, his girlfriend's like, "Let me have a look at it." It's like, "No, no, no, I'll be okay. I'll be okay." It's like, "I'm taking you to Holby City. We'll get, we'll, uh, we'll get you sorted out." And he insists that she sort of stays behind, uh, whatever. But she ends up going to the hospital. Um, she basically is looking for him, and uh, she walks into like basically one of the rooms where they're like just performing like some sort of quick check on him he has to take his shirt off and basically she notices that he has like breasts (gasps) yeah and he was like basically a man with breasts 
because like I guess of like a hormone like imbalance okay. and he was waiting to get surgery to have the fluid removed or whatever uh, and she saw and she looked at him and she and he was like no and she just went burst out crying just ran away <laughs> and it oh. turns out that was the reason why he was trying to put off sex for as long as possible so oh. she didn't have to see him naked and I turned off after that I don't know how it was all can't do that to us <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was on the edge of my seat there. I kind of there's a great one as well where there was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> oh my god, I wasn't expecting this. There was. Um, it's my fault. It was like a, an old Jamaican lady was uh, getting ready to go on her date, and um, the old man who I swear he was kind of you know Patrick from uh, EastEnders. Yeah, Rudolph Walker, kind of jovial little hat. Yeah, horny Fra- Jamaican granddad. Yeah. yeah, he was very much that guy, and he was at the door with his flowers knocking. Yeah. Um, and then she was there putting all her hairspray on getting a head, this real big beehive and I have absolutely no idea what led to it but like three seconds later oh, yeah. her entire head was on yeah. fire oh I fucking remember that one <laughs> whenever yeah. there's hairspray involved on a yeah. TV show yeah. it's gonna be fire I remember that one yeah was she okay? again I only I, I only <laughs> ever watched it for the injuries yeah <laughs> you, it, gleefully rubbing like, your hands together probably about like 10 12 years ago in Bristol when I first moved down here like you would see members of the cast just walking about all the time. Yes. You'd see the Holby yeah. City ambulances as well. Really? Like when they're doing the filming. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you'd see the cast and they'd be like walking under a ladder as yeah. the guys <laughs> drilling precariously <laughs> above. Nothing bad ever happens to the cast. It's only just, yeah, the... It does, but it's in the well, hospital yeah. where it'll suddenly be like a bomb threat or... Yeah. 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 Or like there was an episode of uh, ER <laughs> where like... <laughs> what, what is this doing? Where, like, <laughs> a, where a helicopter crashed on top of the roof and killed one of like the surgeons, but it was one that no one liked. That also happened no one, in Emmerdale. But like no one realized. What are we doing? No one realized that it happened for like three episodes or something. <laughs> oh god. Well, so I guess from that medical um, memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've I think well last year end of last year we were talking pretty heavily about a lot of um, kind of technical death metal and some. We were pretty, yeah yeah pretty heavy stuff, but it's just like the whole time. I've just been thinking one thing, like for the whole of Christmas, I guess New Year, New Me, like yeah, I feel very, very motivated well, I, this year. Exactly, I've always felt <laughs> like, how can we take this podcast to the next level? And where exactly. going to take us, yeah. And like, I've just had this one question, like, I'll, I'll just ask you guys, see what you think. Yeah. When will I, um, when will I be famous? I can't answer that. I can't answer that. <laughs> when will I, will I be famous? I can't answer that. Huh. <laughs> I can't answer that. <laughs> We're not doing it three times a <laughs> Right, so we're, we're pivoting from heavy metal for us. So we're going to give you a bit of a palate cleanse because we watched something so absolutely phenomenal. It's kind of like, it's, it's really catching on, isn't it? It's, yeah, um, it's really doing well now. So over the Christmas period, the BBC did a documentary about the 80s British boy band Bros who are most famous for their single, When Will I Be Famous, right? Yep. I think, they're, I think they look back on as basically just being like a one-hit wonder, but it turns out they may have had way more hits than I so, realised. have you since listened to them on Spotify? Not Absolutely really. not. Cool, yeah, absolute one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. They had that song. I didn't recognise any of them by name or by audio. No. Yeah. Anything. It's uh, the, the main hook for them, I guess, as a, as a pop band in the 80s was that they were uh, twin brothers. Yeah, uh, and they're both like good looking, so they had a very huge uh, female fan base, like camping outside the house and stuff. Yeah, like uh, this is like you like we're, we're talking like Smash Hits magazine cover. Yes. Yeah, it's that called kind of phenomenon. Uh, the documentary that they've done is about their reunion in two thousand and seventeen. Sixteen? Is it? I think it's two thousand seventeen. Documentary's called uh, When the Screaming Stops. Yeah, when the yeah. Screaming Stops. Which was a question Terry Wogan asked from on a TV show about yep. what are you guys going to do once the fans stop screaming for you, essentially. Um, you don't have to have any knowledge at all of their music, because I certainly didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's on iPlayer for the next 26 days as of the date of this recording, so probably oh, another okay. three weeks from when we release this. Just watch it. Uh, it's astonishing. Just yeah. watch it, please. I think the only knowledge you need to know is that uh, is cheesy 80s pop. That's I mean, it. I think you it covers it pretty you just, quickly. Yeah, you just have to have a concept of cheesy 80s <laughs> yeah. pop and like that aesthetic. And that's all you need to know. But effect- effectively, the band was two brothers, uh, a singer, Matt Goss, and the drummer, Luke Goss. Then there was a bassist as well, who was part of the band originally, who just wasn't in the documentary at all. Yeah, he's, it, he's not a bros. He's a uh, music manager now, so he decided not to. He chose not to be part of the reunion. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yeah. he didn't. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. But they had, like, they were just, like, they were a huge, huge pop band who 
naturally super cheesy uh, smash hits type magazine uh, band uh, who the rest of the musical press absolutely hated and yes. was like very much looking forward to their downfall. Um, got the impression they weren't as big as maybe the documentary made sure <laughs> they were. Well, this was... I don't know. But they did sell out the O2 in seven seconds for that reunion tour. So... See, this is the thing. I, I, I only know... Well, two things first. Mm. One, I only know... Uh, when will I be famous from hearing it on stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I would have had no idea that a it was Bros, or that it would have had that kind of like they would have had that big yeah. a following. Mm. And B, I honestly thought that that song was sung by like Tiffany or someone. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know that you, that was. I think all of that stuff merges. All that '80s like one-hit wonder stuff does merge together. Yeah, for sure. Like all of those like new wave bands that kind of merge together after a while. Like yeah. you, eventually you think, okay, I can't tell the difference between this ABC or Spandau Ballet. Types like they all, yeah, you know, the big hits, but most of the smaller ones just merge together eventually because they all Mm. have that very similar sound. Like Ultravox or Spando Ballet or something, like, felt a lot bigger. And I was very much more aware of them. They had a lot more big songs, a lot more credibility because they were also they were pop groups who were also songwriters as well. Yeah, yeah. But the main reason we're talking about this documentary, (laughs) uh, it's because we love Bros. It's because we love Bros. Yeah, uh, it's because it's genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It is a to the point where I wondered if it was scripted. Um, I don't think it is. No, because it, it, it gets very emotionally raw towards the end. Yeah. But the first 45 minutes is pure, like this is Spinal Tap yeah. levels. It's, of, it's on par with Spinal Tap, yeah. the British Office, um, pop star, never stop, never Alan stopping. Partridge as well, Alan I would Partridge, say. Yeah. yeah. Like it's funny because we watched Spinal Tap uh, when we talked about Spinal Tap, so we watched it a few yeah. just before Christmas yeah, yeah. Uh, in mind. Then I watched pop star, never stop, never stopping as well over Christmas. Oh, and the world's just collided. And then it's like <laughs> everything's just collided yeah. with Bross. <laughs> perfect storm. Yeah. So, just, so basically, the, the pitch of the, the story of the documentary is you have this, uh, this 80s pop band who broke up in the early 90s and it's about the two brothers who seem to have a very turbulent relationship reuniting for a one-off gig at the O2 Arena in London. Um, They've not really spoken they, in 25 years, they seem, have they? Yeah, they seem to have not spoken much. It's like on and off over the last 25 yeah. years. And uh, although they're both very successful still in their own right, even if they're not necessarily as famous, um, their lives have definitely gone separate directions and their personalities as well are very different at this stage. Yes. Yeah, and I would say it's weird to me, my first impression of it is that they're more successful now individually than they ever were yeah, as a pop band, not necessarily as I, famous, but not as yeah. famous, but like one of them's got a residency at a casino in Vegas. So this this blew my mind, which right? is amazing. That's a really yeah. big deal. So think you've got uh, Shania Twain, Celine Dion, <laughs> Britney Tom Spears, Jones, Cher, Guns uh, N' Roses had one share. All these people, Matt Goss. Yeah, <laughs> how the hell did that come and he about? Got compared to Sinatra, it's crazy. Country. And then Luke Goss, he can sing. He's very talented. Yeah, to yeah. be fair. And then Luke Goss. The, he became a sort of a movie star, like an action movie star. His third ever film was um, Blade Two, with Guillermo del Toro. His oh, you did ever film. He was in Blade Two. Yeah, yeah, he's the bad guy. He's, he's a uh, Novak. Yeah. Oh, I think wow. his name is the, the, yeah. the leader of those evil vampires that can't. Okay. And he's also uh, in Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. So he's worked with, playing the main bad guy in that. Yeah, as well. he's worked re- multiple times with like Oscar-winning director Guillermo del Toro. And we know this because I think the third person that gets interviewed <laughs> in the documentary after the brothers is Ron Perlman. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's just a very quick cut of him saying what a great guy Luke Goss is and how much uh, Guillermo del Toro loves him. Yeah. Cool. Ron okay. Perlman's never turned down a job though. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a sign of quality, is he, Ron Yeah. I love Ron Perlman, but he is definitely not a sign of quality. No. He's a sign that someone offered him money to be somewhere at a certain time yeah. and say certain lines. But... um. You, you basically the beginning of a documentary is when you cut to these brothers' lives. In one of them's living in I, I can't remember if they're both in LA. No, one's Vegas. One's Vegas. Yeah, residency. I guess yeah. yeah. So Matt Goss, the singer, is in Vegas, and Luke Goss, the um, actor. The actual opening is a blazing row between the two brothers. Oh, of course, yeah. Screaming oh, yeah. yeah. in each other's faces <laughs> over <laughs> seemingly nothing. Before they go on to an interview on this morning. Isn't yes, it? that's the yeah. twist. Yeah. You find out later. Is that? They have this blazing round where I think one of them ends up calling the other the C-word. You know, they're telling each other to fuck off all the time and stuff. (laughs) Really aggressive. And then you find out it's on, yeah, backstage at This Morning with uh, Holly Willoughby and... uh, Philip Schofield. (laughs) Yeah, the most frothy... For our overseas listeners, it's just like an early morning... I guess it would be the equivalent to the Today Show. Yeah, Yeah. like a Regis Philbin type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Imagine if Philip Schofield had found out about that. He'd be tweeting all sorts of... Because uh, he just tweets shit at lots of people. I love lots him. Of stuff. He's yeah. a shit story, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's incredible. Real shit story. Because he can get away with it. He's yeah. basically cemented on ITV well, he's forever. Just, he's just so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. I really like his videos he puts up of him being absolutely hammered around the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good watching. Anyway, let's just... Well, I imagine you just walking around the house drunk going, un... Touchable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, but it cuts to their lives pre-reunion, just explaining where they are. So, um, <laughs> Luke Goss is in LA, and he's like starring, also like directing his own straight-to-video action movies. He's kind of fallen into like the, and he's even worked with them, but like Steven Seagal, Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah. Wesley yeah. Snipes, like, like he's had a really solid career as DVD. Solid career, straight-to-DVD action hero, which actually for me would be a dream career. I'd yeah. love yeah, to be yeah. straight to DVD yeah, action. It would here, be right? incredible, wouldn't yeah. it? And you'd be guaranteed to be in one with Stone Cold at some point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then you've also, and he's also, at this stage, he's kind of editing together a movie he's directed. Uh, and at the same time, you've got uh, Matt Goss, who is doing his Las Vegas residency. And you see a little bit of their lives. And this is right from the get-go. So where it goes like pure The Office, Spinal Tap. Immediately. Because like Luke Goss kind of, he's kind of like that, like, Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme like spiritual he's more grounded gr- he's more grounded I think he's a lot more grounded yeah, yeah definitely but like he also pictures himself as like that kind of zen action philosopher action philosopher yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. warrior <laughs> poet type yeah. Um, yeah that's a really good way to put it whereas like Matt Goss definitely is like the glitz the glamour the indulgence of like yes. living that Las Vegas life um, but like <laughs> quote where Luke Goss is walking along a beach he's sat on some rocks isn't he he sat on some rocks like as the sun goes down the sun goes down looking into the ocean uh, you know living his talking about how he had to escape to LA he had to get out of there but then he's like nah I'm a Londoner I really am like I'm (laughs) Big Ben the embankment cab drivers (laughs) (laughs) but it's amazing and so like from the get that basically kind of sets the tone for just like the pure like spinal tap absurdity of the whole thing he also says very early on he goes once bitten twice shy 20 times bitten a little shy (laughs) (laughs) which isn't quite how that really goes Uh, oh my god there are so many amazing quotes in this the letters uh, (laughs) H-O-M-E So this, uh, this is Matt Goss. Persona, Matt yeah, Goss. Uh, this is Matt Goss, sorry. He went, he goes, he's showing people around his house and he goes, yeah, the letters H-O-M-E uh, personify home for me. <laughs> uh, I, I love when he's showing them around the house uh, because he's trying to... Matt Goss. Is got his, Matt yeah. Goss, yeah. Because he's trying so hard to... Uh, you know, do you know what the line I think of? I'm just a chilled out entertainer from The Office. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think yeah. of, yeah. But he's trying to show that he's not just like some pop star from back in the 80s. He's like this sophisticated guy because he's doing this Las Vegas residency yep. where he's evoking like Sinatra and Dean Martin, the Rat Pack, that kind of thing. It's like a big band experience. Mm. And he's really wanting to evoke that he is like this cultured, like, I don't know what to say, Renaissance man. But he's showing people around the house and he goes towards this chess set. <laughs> And it's in the corner of the room. It's in the corner of the room, away. yeah. And he starts putting out like the chess set. He goes, yeah, I, d- I love chess, man. I always play chess, like uh, just uh, hours with I, like the pieces. And he points out the whiskey. It's like, I always love to play uh, whiskey. I mean, chess. Yeah. <laughs> a, a long game of scotch. Like, a long, long game, game of scotch, scotch. yeah. yeah. could have done another take on, but they kept it in. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Um, he also, one of my favorite quotes that he says, so Matt Goss is definitely... Uh, I would say a point of most of the comedy. Yeah, yeah I definitely. I love, uh, Luke Goss is very kind of like serious with stuff. Yeah. yeah. Matt Goss is also serious, but in a very detached well, way. Luke Goss is a lot um, more introverted, I would say. Yes, for yeah. sure. So Matt, Matt Goss is describing his songwriting at one point, And he says, uh, one of my songs is called We're All Kings, which is a song about <laughs> basically, Best if you bit. see a man sweeping the road, that man's a king to me. He's one of my kings because I'm thankful that I don't have to sweep the road. <laughs> <laughs> It really helps that they've got the same um, London accent as um, the one Christopher Guest does as Nigel Tufnell yes. in This Is Final mm, Yes, I like so when he's, even more... he's also explaining like the rules of his house that uh, you can basically <laughs> like you can come in and do what you want just like trash a place break anything make, you want break anything you want as long as you tidy up before you leave He's <laughs> like you can break anything you want here as long as you fix it Yeah <laughs> uh, But 
there's some um, uh, crystals everywhere. I'm a big believer in energy. <laughs> he's not a hippie, but he's a big fan of energy. <laughs> there are so many things. Why do, like pure why, do think, why do people think crystals produce energy? Don't know. I guess because like you can resonate sound from them is the yeah. closest thing. I guess that's how it started. Like, I know a lot of fantasy stuff has. Just the word give energy. A lot of fantasy stuff has. Yeah, energy. Burn it. Yeah. Crystals, yeah. Doesn't it? Oh, that's yeah. true. No, that literally does give energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Go on. Cool. I'm sorry. What are you uh, saying? <laughs> but some of the bits. The, the reason why I thought it was scripted for a bit is because some of it is too good almost too good to have been real yeah. there's yeah. an amazing bit where I, I need to point out first of all Matt Goss spends the first 45 minutes of this basically in a costume cosplaying he looks just like um, um, Alan Grant from Jurassic Park he's got his, <laughs> yeah. he, 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 like exactly like him he's got like the, the blue denim shirt the red sort of neckerchief yeah. he has that that hat that he keeps wearing he's basically Sam Neill yeah. from Jurassic Park for the first 45 minutes it, I couldn't get but then but, Luke Goss so then, is constantly wearing like leather jackets and leather yeah. trousers and stuff. So he's yeah. basically dressed as it, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. I've also got a theory about some of their outfits, but I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. But some of the bits that made me feel like it was scripted. There's an amazing bit where Matt Goss is with the camera crew and he's at the airport getting ready to fly to London. And he's going, yeah. you know, I've always loved the British Airways. They've always been really kind to me and really looked after me. You know, really, you know, they just, they take care of you. And then he tries to get on the plane and the air stewardess goes, uh, you can't board yet. <laughs> <laughs> and he just turns to the camera and goes, oh, we're not allowed to board. And we have to walk back down yeah. the uh, tunnel also, again. Also, he's flying first class every time. They're going to treat him like a king. Uh, well, also, we're all kings, Jim. All kings. Did you notice? Yeah. Because the brothers don't live together or near each other. They, go, they get separate flights to London. Yeah. They show both brothers individually arriving at um, Heathrow to the fans. Yeah. Only Matt Goss has a security barrier for the fans. Luke Goss does not. Yeah, Which I don't true. know if that's. I if guess he, he was the or, bigger one. I guess. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Maybe he was, and I guess all of the girls that he wears a white cowboy. Uh, no, not it's not a cowboy hat, is it? He wears it's like, like a white, fedora, it's a, fedora yeah. type trilby yeah. thing um, around the whole show. It, it he, tilted angle at all times as well. I, th- I guess for like him, Neo, though. the singer Neo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was. I guess because he was the kind of more popular of the two, and it's been a long time since he came back to the UK like that. All of the girls that did like him in the first place are now women. They're going to be a lot more powerful. Yeah. <laughs> he needed True. to protect himself. Yeah. There was like an army of middle-aged women yeah. there who it, were just like freaking out. It was great. I love, it was genuinely love those it was adorable. Like how excited they were uh, yeah. to see the brothers. Um, it, I noticed as well, like, uh, <laughs> he'd always dress, Matt Goss would always dress as well, when, only like, like his downtime. Like, an aspiring, like he's look, dressing like he's going to a house party dressed as Justin Bieber. <laughs> Or Alan Grant. Or Alan Grant. 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 Which I just think that makes him sound like it's like a really dark part of our history. Or yeah, yeah. He's not t- like it's up there with like it's up there with like the way uh, colonial Britain treated India. Yeah, that's what he makes it sound like. About, like you know, Britain's apologised uh, for Bross in the eighties. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. just want to move on. Yeah, uh, Gordon Brown apologised for the treatment of um, Alan Turing. Exactly. Tony Blair's war crimes. Yeah, Tony Blair's war crimes. Bross. Yeah. <laughs> I've written Is This Real like three or four times throughout these notes. Um, also, one thing that's really worth pointing out is it, they show, obviously showed loads and loads of clips of them back in the 80s and like the music videos, TV appearances, stuff like that. One, it made me think that I miss Terry Wogan. Yeah. yeah. Such a warm presence. Yeah. Rest Love in power. Him. Yeah, rest in power, Wogan. Uh, also, you can see their hair is thinning rapidly in their early 20s. Like anytime like a little bit of like ray of lights behind it, you can see right through to the other <laughs> side. I didn't expect this podcast to take. So, but then turn. Luke Goss now, uh, they're both, they're both, they've both just turned 50. Luke Goss is um, completely bald, shaved head. He's, he's embraced got, it. He's got like it a looks kind awesome. Of, he's got like a sort of Jason Statham look to him. Yeah. Not quite as like buff, yeah. but like that kind of vibe. Um, it's pretty cut. Tattoos, yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that. Um, Matt Goss has... Still a mysteriously full head of hair, which is miraculously thicker than it was 30 years ago. And a different colour. And a different colour. <laughs> yeah, that might be peroxide yeah. in the 80s. And it's so very true. perfectly sculpted that it like, physically cannot move. Yeah. Um, they both aged very well. 
Oh, right. they look incredible. Whether I, it's natural or otherwise. If it isn't natural, I, I then think, they've done very good I think there good might be a little bit of uh, yeah. Hollywood upstairs medical procedure. <laughs> but I've got to say, they look not, fair not, not so much for Luke Goss, but Matt Goss, absolutely. Yeah. Like, but his, then he probably his has His cheekbones, to... the reflection, like the light reflecting off his yeah. skin and the Botox, man. Yeah. He's had so much work done. The only thing he's probably not had is like lip filler. But like, It looks good though. But Yeah, he's making it, it work. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other, genuinely, so this documentary is very funny. I can't recommend everyone watches it. But what makes it... It's genuinely more than just a novelty documentary. Uh, it actually is a really, really fascinating look at like their familial uh, relationship yes. and their arguments and stuff as brothers. And like, there's a lot of really raw moments in it, weirdly, intercut yep. with like, this absolute absurd... It goes back to the absurdity as well. It doesn't go all dour. Like it yeah. ends on a really ridiculous note, which we'll get to yeah. later. But it's actually a really fascinating examination of the fact that like, Matt Gogg's in the band got all the limelight and Luke didn't. And he still yeah. feels a bit... It's like, very honest. It is. It's, it's incredibly honest. Yeah, it's fascinating. So it, it works on several levels, which really surprised me. I was expecting just to like be watching it like, oh, what a load of stupid crap. Yeah, and then it's actually quite touching at times. The way they talk about the band kind of coming together was that Luke Goss was just playing drums with some mates in a band and they needed a singer. And then Matt came in and that feels like it was the kind of the thing that definitely shaped them as yes. a boy band. Because... All the way through, Luke Goss is like to show like maybe his, his credibility as a musician. He's wearing these incredibly expensive, pristine <laughs> album covers yeah. of like lots of '90s rock bands. So he's got like the Soundgarden. Sound he's got like Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking I should get a Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really he's like, cool. God, Soundgarden was so good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And when he's talking about like uh, Matt Goss is trying to get him to do a drum fill, and he's like, Oh, Led Zeppelin style. Yeah, they're probably one of my biggest influences. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that though because yeah. he's, he's, he's a decent drummer. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of one of my favourite parts. I'm actually going to play you a little clip right now. Um, is them describing growing up uh, and their childhood and what they used to do for entertainment. Yeah. Now, I would just like to draw your attention before we play this clip uh, that it takes a very bizarre and very sudden turn. Yeah. <laughs> there was no shame that we didn't have much money. We had one toy that we loved more than anything, and that was a dart. We didn't have a dartboard that went along with it. We had a dart. We used to throw it up in the air as hard as we could, and we would stay as still as we could for as long before it landed. One time, it unfortunately, landed in Matt's ribs. In rib. Which is a and dumb we, move. We ran, in, we ran into this, running like this. There you go, Corporate Road. Granddad pulled the dart out, gave it back to me, and we carried on playing. And now you can't even fucking play Conkers in England. Can we start a petition? In, in, oh, God, oh, please, can we start a petition? How what? ridiculous it is that you've got, you can't play Conkers, and if you do, you've got to wear goggles. That is the biggest problem. Can't play Conkers in England. The biggest. I can live with it. <laughs> Doesn't Matt Goff sound like Nigel Tufnell as well? That really rams it home in that clip. I was not <laughs> expecting when Conkers. he was on about it. There was a lot of moments where Matt Goss was like constantly playing up to and performing for the camera and Luke yeah. Goss was having none of it and <laughs> I was shutting down. Yeah. One of my favourite moments um, is, it's not even like, it's not a super comedy, like stupid line or anything like that, but they're in like a, it looks like a recording studio and they're listening to a playback of maybe some stuff they've been rehearsing and... Uh, oh, yeah. Luke Goss, who hadn't played drums for like 20 years, is just loving the fact that he's like back behind the kit again yeah. and like flexing his musical muscles. Mm. Uh, and he's listening back to the drums. He's like, these just sound incredible. They sound amazing. They just sound huge. I love it. And he's really into it. And he turns to Matt. <laughs> and Matt's just like, yeah, yeah. He's like doing everything he can to contain his absolute rage. <laughs> yeah. I don't quite know what he's upset about. No, I, he is fuming about something though, isn't he's he? He's absolutely no, fuming. I think what it is as well is I don't think he actually is. I think he's trying to make it obvious that he doesn't like it yeah without say do you know what i mean i think he in his head he's trying like i don't i don't necessarily even think he's trying to be subtle i think he's trying to make a point very passive aggressively but look like he's kind of like a chill guy yeah do you know what i mean that's it but the way the camera keeps cutting back to luke <laughs> looking at the screen listening to the playback like really having a good time then match they're fuming like he's not quite yeah. shaking and he's not quite got a scowl on his face i don't think he can scowl he's had like <laughs> but like his eyes are like murdering his brother <laughs> it's weird one of the biggest bones of contention for Matt is early on they're looking at an iPad of what the stage setup's going to be and the stage setup is done so that it's lots of um, um, like LCD screens like huge ones and you have different backgrounds and stuff and they're going yeah. through what the stage is going to look like and at one point it shows an image of that with like pyro coming down 
And Matt goes, oh yeah, so on these ones it'll look like there's it gives it, the, the gives impression the illusion of pyro. Of... And then Luke goes, oh no, that's actual pyro, mate. We're gonna have actual pyro on stage. And then he makes he makes a very like normal joke that you would make in that situation. Yeah. And he gives the impression of uh, you know, real pyro by, <laughs> or something like that, doesn't he? Uh, by being actual pyro. And then Luke sort of walk, um, Matt walks off after that for a bit. But then he carries that into the next day <laughs> and it blows up in rehearsal because of that. Yeah. 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 It's unbelievable. Drop. I think that's the thing as well. Like Luke. It's a very innocent joke. It's I, not like I a guess horrible be- one. Because Luke was maybe like not as in the limelight as much. And I guess he, you know, his career didn't ride quite like Matt's did. Mm. He's pivot, way more down pivot, to earth. Though. He's way more kind of. I had no idea what Matt Goss was doing at all. But if you'd asked me about Luke Goss, I'd have told you he, yeah. he's the yeah. straight to DVD action. But I think it's mainly because of our old job. Yeah. But as a result of that, I think he's way more real. And, um, like in that scene, he he has a sense of humor about himself. He can laugh at him. Yeah. Matt Goss cannot laugh at himself. Yeah. Every time someone makes a joke that's kind of you know about him, just a bit of banter or something, he shuts down immediately. Completely. It got to the point where I wondered why they were doing this. <laughs> because they're both really successful in their own right. They're arguing really like severely, like yeah. really aggressive argument. It was pretty horrible at points. I just felt like, why do they need to do this? I think part of it was because of their perception as like just a rubbish one-hit wonder. Yeah. Well, uh, Britain's Dark Past. Britain's uh, Dark Past. Yeah. <laughs> Redemption. Yeah. Um, I think they've got an exhibit on them at the Towers of London. <laughs> I, I think in the in their in their head, maybe I'm going to say mainly Matt Goss's head. I think he might look at them as being up there with say Duran Duran. As like one yeah, of the yeah. big eighties pop bands from Britain. Yeah, uh, you can think that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I thought it was interesting. It's a bit of an insight. They give a nice insight into what it's like to be a twin, because I don't have uh, a twin. Um, I mean, I'm very close to my siblings, but it's I, was, like, I also don't have a twin. But sometimes, twin? no. Imagine no. if you did. You, never said, you just kept switching. But um, <laughs> obviously, there's that sort of theory that twins are even closer than normal siblings are. Um, I don't believe that. No reason for that. Yeah, neither did I. Neither did I until this. Until I heard this, which was, you know, uh, I'm a rectangle and he's a rectangle, and together that makes a square. Uh, you know, i.e. a fortress. <laughs> a square is a fortress, yeah. <laughs> and we've been each other's fortresses many times. And then there was that one where they're, they're reminiscing about the good days when they were like in sponsorship deals. And he goes, "Yeah, it was that time when uh, Pepsi sent a uh, truck of." Um, <laughs> Uh, Pepsi. <laughs> um, I suppose they also, all of their outfits were incredible, like the 80s yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, even their, some of their outfits. So I've got a theory. Yes, we're going, please tell us your theory. So throughout the whole, I think the documentary guys were maybe worried that people would not realise which one was Matt and which one was Luke, because they're twins. <laughs> and they look so similar. So they made Luke wear this wristband with a weed symbol on it for the <laughs> entire documentary. And they made, they made Matt wear that... Uh, they made Matt wear that white hat oh, the entire time as well, because obviously, for those who don't and know, the yeah, as we said, Luke's completely bold and I Matt did, is not, so it's not that difficult. I, I did not clock the weed wristband until like towards right, the towards end. The end when, yeah. when you see him, like they zoom in on him putting it on and it's one that you'd get from like Blue Banana or somewhere yeah, like that. Like, you, see, you see it in the back of like Krang magazine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, a 14 year old would buy it from Camden Market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know if it might have some significance for him because he literally has it on from start to finish well, like the whole documentary you, you gotta remember that I guess during the shooting of that that's when there was like the big push to legalise in, Ca- uh, in California uh, and he, he although he is a Londoner you know Big Ben the Embankment cab drivers <laughs> he's he does, a weedist yeah he does yep. live in LA so it does yeah. like a puff yeah it does like a puff yeah I one of the things I really liked as well but was it <laughs> like it was genuinely emotional in places too yep like they were I think in the interviews afterwards, they said they wanted it to be like a Watson or look at them. And although you, you there's, get that. <laughs> so, there's so much unintentional comedy in it, um, they do stop talking about um, their family life and stuff like that. And they specifically highlight um, their sister and mother passing away. And it looks like their sister passed away like at the height of their fame. Right. Which yeah. seems pretty rough. Uh, obviously. Yeah, they had to deal with that while having like all fans camped outside their house. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's horrible. And they had to go on like a national TV to get awarded like a gold record and stuff like that. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. They basically, were f- they, 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 very sadly, their sister died quite young in a car accident. I think she was maybe like late teenager yeah. or early yeah. 20s. Um, and then they show footage of, they basically were forced onto stage for a pop show to collect like some gold disc or... So Matt Goss says it was a platinum record and you see them being handed a gold record. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, they were, they were forced to... Um, 
go on there to keep and going, pretend to be happy yeah. about it, which you just horrible and i guess yeah. back back then at that point that's what the pop machine was for exactly it's, it's yeah. a bit like how in south korea now they have the k-pop stuff where it's yeah. very much this is what like you're going to do camps, this like, is your yeah. life for eight years you know you don't get to you don't get a say in what you're going to do yeah but they yeah. do manage to they, sorry, they do manage to pull it together that yeah they manage to kind of make their way past their differences you don't really get like an actual point where they agree to like hey put all the differences aside actually it's funny they just it's more just the looming threat of this gig <laughs> yeah, they've got to play yeah, yeah, well, I think yeah. it's when they're when they're stood in the middle of the O2 they sort of realise they're here they've made yeah. it yeah um, and it's quite a sweet bit but then they've not done anything together since as far as I'm aware I think the big turning point for me was when um, they're singing that song for their mum oh of course yeah, yeah no you're right yeah and that's when you really see them come together as brothers yeah. And so Matt Goss is very, very controlling. He's, you know, it's very much his thing. Mm. And Luke Goss is just there in his mind. Yeah. Whereas in this one scene, you see like, it's all of that just completely goes. Very cool. And Matt's very vulnerable. And Luke's the one there that's kind of pushing him and getting him through it. And it's it. funny because it's he, really talk, he nice. talks about how, even though there's only like, you know, 11 minutes difference, but Luke is his older brother. But some Matt's often felt like, He's got to be the big brother. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was nice seeing actually like Luke being there for Matt when he's trying his hardest to sing out, sing the song. Yeah, so that was actually yeah, a genuinely lovely moment in it. Yeah. Like it, it got, it genuinely got really emotional and really like. I loved, I loved. Yeah. Every I think that's why we're talking about it to some degree because I think if it was just, um, uh, I had no idea about that stuff in it because uh, uh, shout out to my friend Izzy who told me about his documentary. Uh, she was just saying like about all the funny bits in it, but I think it wouldn't work as well. If it was just that all the way through, it would exactly. just be, it, it could be gets, a novelty. It gets a little cruel as well. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. Laughing at them. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Whereas actually, I think they're, I, I would assume they're almost aware of it, of how ridiculous some of the stuff is they come across as. Not during the filming. Okay. No, but now, oh, I mean, right. it's yeah. been released. And, yeah. yeah, but I don't think Matt Goss will enjoy that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I, um, at the end, when it gets to the, uh, the actual gig, and like, it is complete. I thought, again, I didn't know how popular the show was. Like, it was Crazy. like two, two back-to-back nights at the O2. Yeah. Like completely sold out. Sold out. Yeah. And uh, so Jim already knows this, but I looked up who the support act is. Okay. Uh, you don't know, do you, Lewis? No. I, Would you no. like, so 80s pop group coming back together. Is it Kachagugu? No. You treat me like I'll give you, I'll give you three guesses. Banana Rama. Not Kachagugu. Okay. Ooh. Not Banana Rama. Do I, okay. Can, do I get any kind of hint? Mm. You definitely know who who it is. Yeah. You absolutely know. You know who this is. Like anyone our age, this is ingrained in our DNA. No. Well, have a guess. Black lace. No. No. Okay. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> okay. Black lace videos too. Ingrained. Is it a duo or a group? Uh, solo. A solo eighties. Yeah. This is kind of harsh. They're not a singer. Oh. Madonna. Yeah, that's it. It was Madonna. <laughs> that's why it sold out so quickly. Yeah. Uh, six step. yeah. Weirdly, she was a supporter, but she was on after them. <laughs> no, it was. Bross and Puppet Show. It was a uh, presenter of TV's Funhouse, Pat Sharp, DJing. <laughs> what? There's a review of The Guardian of this show. I think it got quite good reviews for the show, actually, overall. Uh, it, the yeah, they gave it like three stars. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pat Sharp from... It, you know, fun, presenter Funhouse, Funhouse yeah, and Capital Radio, whatever it is he's yeah. on now, like the mullet man himself. That is yeah. absolutely but spectacular. He just, DJ, yeah, he just DJed like eighties pop songs, and he was just like, yeah, hyping, until, until like ninety steps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he was just like hyping up the crowd, but he kept saying like, "Who remembers Bros?" One <laughs> 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 of the things he said as well, apparently, was like, "Who remembers having posters on your wall? Remember those days?" Who <laughs> <laughs> remembers having posters? Yeah. yeah. Also, the name Bros seems to have. They came through loads. They went through loads of different names. Ice, ice, caviar, caviar. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot to write it down where there's one where they said epitome, an epitome, which they said was. They say, do they say epitome? They they call it epitome. epitome. Yeah. They said yeah. that's Latin for something, and it's they get it completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have written it down. Um, but then they go, you know. But it just made sense to be Bros. You know, we're brothers. Leading me to think the word bros, like hanging out with your bros, or he's my bro. They say it's bro and bro, yeah. and no one's ever corrected them. Because bros he, would make more sense. Because so he, he says immediately, he's my older brother. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always felt like a younger brother. He says immediately, he's like, he's like, we're brothers for God's sake. It's like, oh, it's obvious, we're bros. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a man that's never heard the word bros. Oh, is it? It's brothers goss. Yeah, bros. Okay. <laughs> Makes they don't sense. make that clear, but the way they say it, well, no. it makes it sound like they. Yeah, I think you're actually bros. making excuses for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. It's the only way I can justify. Yeah. It's not spelt with two s's, is it? No, it's just bros. Yeah. What? That doesn't. <laughs> so it's not really brothers' goss because it's 
Yeah, no, no. I, like that's that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's like a sort of hyacinth bouquet kind of scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're missing out loads of stuff. Here. Like genuinely, it's only yeah, we don't want to spoil too much. It's only for an it, hour and a half because uh, everyone should go and watch it in the next month when they get the chance. Uh, it's, if it's BBC iPlay, it's going to cycle in and out anyway. Yeah. And but... you don't need to have, um, like I said before, you don't need any prior knowledge of the band. You don't need to be into the music, not at all. Like I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. throughout throughout the documentary as well. Um, there would be like you know background music and that playing, mm-hmm. and it was only like maybe about an hour and 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, this must be them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I feel like I came away from that not still not knowing any of their other songs apart no. from When Will I Be Famous. And, and they even... Cat spe- Among the Pigeons. They, they hate chocolate box. They hate chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it only got to number nine. Yeah. Um, they do point out the absurdity of being upset by that, don't that's they? That's true, yeah. yeah. Quite because like, but you, to go top five, you had to sell at least like half a million singles that's back so then, which is insane. Crazy. Um, but... Because they're going through a set list and they're talking about like doing an, a 19 song set list, <laughs> which is absolutely baffling. <laughs> and when you, but when you actually see the live performance, it's just when will I be famous? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't show any of the evidence. So going. I need to look up set list. I imagine that they open with when will I be famous and then they do, come on and do it again like for the Like Andrew WK with Party Hard. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah start and end with it. Well, I feel like Andrew WK could start with The Girl Is Beautiful and with Party Hard. He, no, he's done loads of gigs where he started and closed with it. <laughs> That's cool, though. He's a, yeah, he's, he's, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, but he's very tongue-in-cheek. Yes. Yeah, yeah completely. Um, there was also, I thought, a really interesting insight. Um, sometimes you, like, you don't, in, within music documentaries, you don't really get to see kind of your creativity and like the the artist's brain really going for it and you wonder like how the hell do you come up with these things you come up with yeah. and i've got a clip here because we're really uh lucky because matt goss takes on a uh, little ride of how he does right <laughs> so i remember walking into the first day recording the album i had a proper microphone and proper headphones and i could see the light going on i pictured my kit being set up and mic'd up i never forget nikki graham who at the time was uh, making the record. He said, keep singing, just keep singing. And I was, you know, ooh, ooh, yeah. No, there's no way you can write that. <laughs> <laughs> I had that written down as well. There's no um, way you can write that. <laughs> I've just made another choice quote early on. Where they, they talk about <laughs> the, the limited. That's incredible. You can't write that. <laughs> uh, um, when they're talking about like, the fact they haven't got long to get this show together. Yes. He goes, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> But we don't have the time that Rome had. <laughs> um, and it also ends, and another reason why it makes me think of this is Spinal Tap is because Spinal Tap's got, there's a quote in it, halfway through where the bass player talks about how oh God, David and Nigel oh, are yeah. visionaries. It, this is Spinal Tap. He goes, yeah, you know, David's like fire and uh, Nigel's like ice. And, uh, you know, I'm in the middle like a, a lukewarm water. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an incredible joke. <coughs> and then, I think that maybe the final quote of the documentary. Yeah. Or very close to the final yeah. one is Matt going. Well, there's actually two quotes here. One about the documentary, which is, "If there was ever 15 one-way streets and one solitary two-way street where me and my brother got to meet in the middle, you helped me find that one street we've met in the middle." He then immediately follows that up with, "You know, two worlds definitely collided. When two worlds collide, two things can happen: destruction or the genesis of new beginnings. And you created what on a new planet, mate." <laughs> Oh, it's a joy. It's so good. It was absolutely brilliant. Again, one of the, one of the things that really highlights the differences between the two is right there end where they're preparing for the O2 gig. Uh, and you see uh, Luke Goss in bed just doing a little vlog. And he's like, <coughs> feeling really nervous, man. Can't sleep. It's really but, touching. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very nice. sweet. Like, excited, but I'm really scared. Just, you know, ready to get out there again. And then it cuts to Matt Goss doing the same. It's like, I did a cheeky bit of uh, manscaping. Uh, down there, just basically describing about how he like trimmed his pubes before the gig. Yeah, one of my notes just says pubic toperary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he goes into a lot of detail. So, we'll, we will end with uh, we may end with that section because okay, it, is, it is spectacular. Just, just speaking of ends as well, like so they kept, the way they sort of talk initially, the plan was when they reunited because they were going to say it was like the, it's going to be the biggest pop reunion ever. <laughs> And the plan was just to do a huge UK tour. Yeah. And then every date mysteriously got cancelled and they just did two really? nights of the O2 instead. And that's been it. Really? Is that what happened? Yeah. So it was either maybe... They just... It was logistical issues or some nonsense or... Oh, yeah. I don't okay. know what for the just like getting to other towns. <laughs> <laughs> we only travel by boat. Yeah. <laughs> there there's no from... canal, there's no yeah. show. <laughs> We've also missed out one of the best quotes in the whole documentary, which is when Matt or Luke goes, 
uh, because of Stevie Wonder, uh, I decided, I've decided not to be superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why, I've, again, you Stevie, might think yeah, it's not Stevie real. Wonder inspired me not to be superstitious. It's honestly, it's it's so so good. It's yeah. absolutely worth a watch. Um, the parallel spawns up are unbelievable. Yes, but it's it's genuinely interesting, and it's yeah, you know, it's a nice look at. Ooh, these I people. really put it all out there. Yeah. I, I think any good documentary. Uh, even if you don't know or don't really care or are interested in the subject beforehand, it will pull you in and tell a good story. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I 100% agree with they that. They had so I actually first found out about this um, over Christmas. They had the guy that made the documentary on BBC Breakfast, mm. okay. and they were saying, "Is like, is, is this was this made to?" you know kind of mock them at all and he's just there trying not to laugh he's like no absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they had does... final cut on it or anything um, yeah they did yeah they gave him final then, cut did they I think that's even more impressive yeah. that yeah. they've put out this you know they're happy they wanted yeah. to be very very the, honest yeah. the, guy, the guy that did make it he did go on to say he's like no it's like it's we had to show that because it's very comedic and like yeah. it's fascinating and like you common people aren't like this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I bet as well, if you put us on the spot at certain points to have to talk about something like, say, you, you know, you sat on a beach in the sunset and you've got to say something about... Yeah. You come from it, but I guarantee some of the stuff I say would not be particularly uh, insightful, necessarily. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah. what's brilliant is the fact that they're trying to be yeah. insightful. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, well, yeah. No, that's what's so good about it. I mean, yeah. if you're under pressure to say something that sounds like yeah. uh, interesting or um, in, yeah, insightful, then you probably panic and be like... Oh. It's absolutely incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Check, yeah. check out. Also, it's it's free. It's like you know, it's not like a Netflix. You got to get a subscription or anything like that, or no, Amazon yeah. or Now TV. And then outside of the UK, I think it's probably on. You can probably rent it from like Google Play and stuff because it yeah. got released in the cinema. Like yeah. Mark Como did a review of it on the Radio Five. I wish uh, you went film to show. the pictures to see it. Um, yeah. Wish I'd known. Yeah. But um, exactly. again, I I, I I can see that film p- picking up traction and being yes. like a cult thing for years to come. Again, though. yeah. Shout out to Izzy for telling me about it because I, I I mean I think either of you might have come across it eventually. But I got so excited when she was telling me about it. I watched it that night. I was like, we have to. I watched it. At, <laughs> it's astonishing. I watched it at one thirty in the morning after <laughs> like three bottles of wine on New Year's I Eve. <laughs> I would, dude. And I kept kind of falling asleep and waking up. And she was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> is this Jurassic Park? No, it's not Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, a bros. Ooh, you guys hear that? No. Slide it in. Our DMs. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nelms, who's sliding in our DMs this week? Uh, Susie from Bristol. Hey! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this now the new intro? You can do this every time, do you think? Uh, I can record it or we can... Hey, right, you... right in, let us yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. If you keep sending us messages and sending us mail, then yeah. we will continue to let you slide in our DMs. That would be a good in, uh, um, sort of indication as to whether people like Lewis's intro, because if no one sends stuff in, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear this. So. <laughs> Uh, but now we've got a very nice message from uh, Susie who says uh, lads I think I might need to start a fan club love the crumble episode with the David Bowie snowman uh, tidbit uh, although I don't understand a lot of the metal stuff you guys crack me up and your soothing tones are very relaxing uh, I know this isn't exciting as your mail from America it is it is just uh, as exciting but I feel like I might be your number one fan yeah, which is amazing to get yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you and we we actually uh, we are going to get Susie on for an episode at some point this year so she keeps telling me yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah right. if if you do want to uh, get in touch, share your thoughts, see if if you want us to record an actual intro for that segment, or if you want us to wing it every single week, yeah, whatever you want, get in touch. You can find us at Slowly Rock on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere else. If you want to send us a uh, an email, just send it to Slowly Rock at gmail.com and we will read it out on the yeah. show let us know what you're thinking also like, let us know what albums you're looking forward to in 2019 as well because mm-hmm. there's some yeah. big stuff are coming so and, you know recommend us stuff as well yeah new um, Gill switch new anthrax for example and yeah. let us know uh, if you've checked out the Bros documentary yes let us know what you think yeah. when the Please streaming stops and also if you discover any other Bros songs that you like like tell us about them as well because right now we're all struggling we're yeah. really struggling and explain yourself yeah. <laughs> got an email from M Goss <laughs> cool well thank you so much guys it's been Cheers, a lot of fun guys. thanks guys take welcome, care welcome 2019 happy good new year guys Woo-hoo. happy new year Woo!
I have now got something that a little ritual that I do every night. I have a bandana. Bandana. <laughs> I put my bandana on, and as I tie a knot in the back, I make a really positive affirmation about my life. In the morning, I just pull it down like this, and I naturally have like a bandana on like this. See, it got to be original. I just I don't really like crunchy new ones. Don't like crunchy new ones, all right? I'm just saying I don't like crunchy new ones. Done a little bit of manscaping tonight, which is always a good thing. That took about seven hours. It's been a while, ladies and gents, it's been a while. I thought for a while I would do like an elephant, like a bit of topiary, you know what I mean? Like, come on, bros. Hello, everybody, and they'd be like, my cash and prizes would be like, you'd see the outline of a giraffe or a, I don't know, or a rose, you know what I mean? I, I ended up opting for like the proper manscape because I think it was appropriate really.